Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. See the maker's name. And I'm thinking, if this goes off, Juve, Shirtio on from... And I went, Arndale sent to Manchester. <laughs> I fucking spelt it wrong. <laughs> McGinn Lee with the EY on the end. <laughs> and there's a silence in the conversation. We'll give it a briefing beforehand. If something happens, you get stopped, don't get out of town. Might be the last thing you ever do. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the 442 podcast. And today, Liam... We have got a belter, belter, belter. Talk about a man with the stars. We've got that. We have got the ex-global football director of Reebok. This lad's worked with Gabriel Batistuta. Batistuta! Oh, what a f- Jürgen Klinsmann, Ryan Giggs. It's Giggs. It's not bad, is it? Andy Cole, Raul, Dennis Birdcamp. Bruce Rioch, Sam Allardyce, Mark Bosnich, Roberto Baggio, Neil Ruddock. He's also worked with Carlos Valderrama. And there's a little story in Pakistan we're going to bring up. Today, we've got Glenn Joyce. Wow. Let's start with, how did Carlos Valderrama's football boots save your <laughs> life? So, Carlos Valderrama, the king of Colombia, um, Colombia captain, probably most famous Colombian footballer ever, was a, was a Reebok-sponsored footballer. And went out to Colombia to deliver his boots. So we arrived in Bogota. Um, we got in a car to take us to Carlos's apartment up in the hills. Stopped by a group of, let's just say, gorillas <laughs> with guns. Yeah, not the ape type. Um, we were told, we were given a briefing beforehand, if something happens, you get stopped, don't get out of the car. Like the last thing you ever do. So the car gets stopped, a couple of guys fully masked up, a couple of nice machine guns in their hands, and um, started the conversation with the driver about where they were going, what we were doing, why we were there. And I could hear the conversation, I, I, I speak very little Spanish or Portuguese, if any, um, but then I heard the word Valderrama mentioned, and there was a silence in the conversation. So they signal the driver to get out of the car, and I'm thinking, 
this is the end of him. And he walks around the back of the car and I thought, this is definitely the end of him. The boot opens. And I thought, this is definitely, definitely, definitely the end of him because he's going to be in the boot in a second. But of course, the boots are in the back and the boots had Valderrama's name on them, Carlos Valderrama, Colombia. They took the boots out, showed of the gorillas. And then there was a silence. Driver gets back in the car and just says, we're okay. Nervously. Nervously. So the gorillas then go on the radios to up ahead. And we had a safe journey to Carlos Valderrama's house. Were you crapping it? Yeah, bricking it. <laughs> bricking it. It's only when you tell the odd story like that, that, that always sticks in your mind, that story. When you see a gun, you never lose the sight of that gun. And I did a, a, a podcast um, a few months ago mentioning something else and the gun got mentioned. And I sat back after that and I thought, I must have four stories where I've had guns within feet of me. I went out to meet Reebok Panama. They were looking at signing the Panamanian FA, which, strangely enough, only a few months ago they did. Um, and I got picked up by the owner or the owner's son of, of Reebok Panama, very wealthy family at the airport. And coming out the airport, he, he cut somebody up or somebody cut him up trying to get out the exit. And there was an exchange of, of niceties, if you like. I think one of the mothers was mentioned. Um, and that was enough for my driver on my left-hand side here. And he literally just, in a relaxed way, just reached over, opened the glove compartment, took out this enormous handgun. And it was here. I could see the maker's name. And I'm thinking, if this goes off, I'm going to lose my nose. <laughs> the window was down. Anyway, this guy in the car said sorry. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got out the airports. But, uh, yeah, there's a two or three stories about guns. And I work in the sports industry, for God's sake. I know. Guns. Guns. Yeah. I've, had, I've, had, I've had chats with you, and we've, we've gone through this, and John's going to sign from Mizuno to Reebok. And so we organised a press conference. So the Manchester Evening News are there, Bolton... Evening news are there. Um, I think even Lancashire, even Post, this sort of thing. There's a few, a couple of local radio stations. We now this dude, John McGinley, Bolton Wanderers of Scotland, a sign with Reebok, blah, blah. Shoot magazine we had there, match magazine we had there, etc. So we set the, the shirts up in the dressing room. Yeah. And I fucking spelt it wrong. <laughs> McGinley with the EY on the end. <laughs> <laughs> He, Normal, what? He goes, spelled my fucking name wrong. <laughs> like, what? You spelled my name wrong. Oh, I haven't. You fucking have. So I had to run to the club shop. To get a different shirt. Get another shirt made up quickly, spelling it right. And, and the guy goes, well, I knew it was wrong. That's why didn't you spell it right then? Because you asked for it. Because you asked for it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'd been looking after... Giggsy in the UK for five, six, seven years, looking after his complete sponsorship contract, um, literally from the day we signed him. Um, so all the marketing campaigns, the advertising campaigns, the TV campaigns, um, the, you know, the, the PR material, the um, personal appearances in, in 
stores and that sort of thing. Everything, the whole kit and caboodle, all the whole marketing package around him. Batty had never had any of that. So we, we took that to the table to him. So I've gone out to Florence um, to meet him and take him through this stuff. We were doing a, a photo shoot initially with the new training gear, so great asset to us to, to having the brochure. You know, have Match Magazine, Batty Studio wears Reebok and it's plastered all over him. So we're on the pitch uh, in Florence, at Fiorentina Stadium in Florence, scorching hot day. I've got my shirts, T-shirt and pair of shorts and my boots. And bear in mind, he'd only ever dealt with an American guy who'd never played soccer in his life. I hate the word soccer. Never played football in his life. We're on the pitch and there's some balls there. I'm an English kid. I've played football um, to a decent level. And ball goes on the far side from one of the shoots. I go over, ping it over to him. He takes it on his chest and just looks over and goes, that was instant respect, I thought. This guy can knows how to kick a ball. Um, so we're, we're bantering in, in broken Spanish, broken Italian. Anyway, there comes a break in the, in the, in the photo shoot. And he says, uh, hey, Glenn. Hey, yeah, here. So I go over and he's got three balls on the 18-yard box. He goes, crossbar. So he's challenged me to a crossbar challenge. Hit the crossbar for 18 yards. I said, okay. I said, uh, how much? Six million. Six million. Same million. I thought, okay, I'm thinking, oh, God, that's a lot of money. I'm only a young lad, you know. <laughs> so we, um, I said, you go first. <clears throat> okay, first one over the bar. Second one under the bar. Third one over the bar. So he's looking and he's hurting. You can see in his face he's hurting. So he looks at me and goes, there you go, here I go. So I put the first one down. Ping it, smash the crossbar right in the middle, first one. <laughs> so I just turn it went, say Mealy. <laughs> so there's me, there's me six million in the bank already. I'm set up for life now, 20 quid. And uh, so a few months later, and he's hurting, he's hurting. You can see he's hurting, but he's laughing. Takes me for lunch. He said, you come for lunch with me. So we get in his Ferrari or Lamborghini, whatever, I don't know what it was, just a... A really flat, low car. Um, we go up the middle of this tiny, narrow Florence street. Parks up, gets out. So I get out with him. I'm thinking, you can't park this here. Middle, middle of the road. Middle of the road. No one can get past either way. I said, uh, Batty, he, he goes, yeah, fine. No problem. So we go in, we have this amazing lunch. Finish that, come out, not a single car horn heard all, all lunch. Nobody on the street, no traffic jams. People come to the street going, oh, shit, it's Batsy. Turn round, go back, he can park where he wants, King of Florence. So about six months later, um, I go back and do another photo shoot with him. Um, weather's still fine, still nice. And I can see on his face he hasn't forgotten. So we get part of this photo shoot done and um, 
He goes, hey. And I thought, here he comes. What's next? He starts walking off the pitch. I thought, he hasn't taken it badly, as in he's doing a runner in the middle of the photo shoots because this was for the Argentina national team shirt that we'd just signed. He has three balls with him again. Goes to the corner flag. Now, the first photo shoot, I had a pair of Reebok Integrities on. This one, I've got a pair of leather classics on. Didn't even have them fastened. The laces were tucked inside me. <laughs> the shoe. Trainers for you, then. I know what classics are. Class, everyone knows what classics are. So he puts the ball on the corner flag. He goes, score. All right, okay, I get it, yeah. I'm looking at me shit trainers going, crap, I wish I had boots on. I said, you first. How much? Same <laughs> Right, okay, then. So he takes his first. Puts too much on it. Goes wide of the far post. Second one, into the side netting at the near post. And third one, too high, goes over the bar, curling, or just a bit too high. So he looks at me, and I can see him thinking, oh, shit, he's going to do it again, isn't he? But he looks at me, trainers, as if to say, no, he's not. So I put the first ball down. Took a backswing. And as soon as it left me foot, I knew it was going in. And it starts curling, starts curling, starts curling. And as it bounced just in front of the goal, he just went, no! <laughs> Trickled over the line, <clears throat> over the line, into the goal. Dici mille. <laughs> so that's how he owes me 12 million lira. Which, which I, is worth? I think it's about 30 quid or 40 <laughs> quid. Could even be about two quid. So you had a fantastic relationship, Glenn, with Ryan Giggs and Andy Cole. Uh, for Man United, you know, any trips, any stories on, on the two boys? I had a great time working with both of those. Yeah. I worked with Giggsy, um, like I said, for seven years managing his Reebok sponsorship deal. Um, loved working with him, loved working with his agent, Harry, um, and worked with Corley for as long um, when he was at Newcastle, scored 40 odd goals in that season. Um, I remember getting a call from Paul Stratford, his agent, saying that he was moving to Man United tomorrow. I was in a conference in Birmingham. He said and he hasn't took his boots down. He needs some boots for tomorrow. So I managed to get the Reebok offices opened. So I left this conference in Birmingham, 9, 10 o'clock at night, flew up the M6 to Lancaster, got into the office, got into the boot room, which is where we kept the players' boots and, and, and kit and stuff. Got some of his Andy's boots um, and managed to get them down to to Old Trafford, ready for the unveiling next morning. So that he was he was you know presented in in Reebok boots. Got three points on my license for that for going through roadworks too fast. Um, and like I said, Giggsy managed him the whole. Away from the start, pretty much to you know, for, for, for seven years. So he, he was a boy. Just got was he seventeen, eighteen? Um, I think he's about seventeen. Ryan, then, yeah. Um, great, great kid. Loved working with him. I was the first person to interview him um, in front of camera. We did a we had a magnificent football tournament. And John will remember this: the Reebok Fives um, and the grand finals. It was a five-a-side street soccer tournament held all over the country, in Scotland, in Wales, in Ireland, in England. And then we had your age group champions of each area 
would descend on Bolton on a Friday. We used to rent out the entire, was it the Mort House Hotel in Bolton? Mort House, yeah. Yeah, we used to rent the entire Mort House Hotel out. These kids would turn up one after the other in their minibuses and coaches with their, you know, with their managers and coaches. They'd be taken to a room, given their Reebok kit for the next day, Reebok trainers, they're all kitted out. Brilliant, brilliant tournament it was. Um, Sue Smith, the, the last is on Sky Sports now, yeah. does the football. She was one of the competitors in, you always remember Sue from those days and, um, you know, we, 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 we share tweets and she remembers the Reebok Five. She's, you know, with, with, with great, uh, great fondness. Um, I forgot what my train of thought was then. So Reebok Fives. First interview gigs. Yeah, first interview gigs. So we're in Bolton Town Hall because the pitches were outside Bolton Town Hall and Town Centre. Um, and I did a, an interview with him on camera that went across the USA. It didn't go into the UK, but he hadn't been interviewed on camera prior to that. So my little claim to fame, I've got one. First interview with Ryan Giggs. So we, um, 1996 season, um, European Cup final. We're sponsors of Champions League. Um, I said to the two guys, do you want to go to the Champions League final? Full hospitality. Um, you know, a nice hotel, all paid for, everything's paid for. Go and watch um, the Champions League final. Well, they were well up for it. Um, Paul came, Paul Stretford came, Dave Gardner came with us. So there's five of us out there. We arrived there on the Tuesday. We have a day out looking around. I said, right, we'll um, take you to the Coliseum. I said, you lads play at the Theatre of Dreams, so I'm going to take you to the Stadium of Death. So I take him to the Coliseum, and we're in the we're in the cab on the on the way to it. Coley says, uh, "Are we going to go do any shopping while we're out here?" I said, uh, "Yeah, do some tomorrow if you want. Tomorrow morning, then chill in the afternoon, and we've got the Champions League final in the evening." All right, he said. He said, "I want a UV shirt." He said, uh, "Try and find me a UV shirt, will you, Joycey? And I said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So we're in the Coliseum. And I'm telling him about some of the history of it, you know, and how people died in there and this sort of thing. And then uh, I look over and there's a, there's a lad on the far side with a UV shirt on. I said to Coley, Coley, the lad's got a UV shirt. I'm going to ask him where he got it from. Yeah, right. So he goes up, he goes, uh, hey, scoozy. <laughs> lad goes, yeah. He goes, where are you all? Get UV shirty on from. And lad went, Arndale sent to Manchester. Caught <laughs> 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 his face. I thought Giggs was going to fall off the balcony. Crying. That's one of them where you, yeah. you're there, you're just giggling and giggling, aren't you? Uh, Looking at each other and carry on laughing, don't you? And then, you know, an hour later, we were sat in the, the cab going back, going, Arndale sent to Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> So we got the Champions League final, and it was rammed. I don't know what the I must look the attendance up. The attendance would have been something like eighty six thousand. There was one hundred and ten in there. There was people like we're all suited and booted. People sat on my shoulder. It was horrendous, you know. Lads, then they recognised Giggs and Corley. Of course, more people are sat on your shoulder. So 
Game finishes, watch the presentation. Right, let's get downstairs. We've got a couple of hours down here. A few beers. Right. So we're being entertained, you know. Amstel was flowing. Um, one of the UEFA guys with, with, with my contact there, he comes over and says, Glenn, um, you're your UEFA car, or people carrier. It'll be 10 minutes to take you back to the hotel. I said, right, so boys, 10 minutes. Right, okay. You if a guy comes over. Glenn, five minutes, your people carriers here. Okay, right, boys, five minutes, Coley. I've just got one in. I said, well, just leave it. You can't just leave it, can you? So we haven't paid for it. Just leave it. A bottle of beer. We've got a car in five minutes. Well, I'll just finish this. Miss the car, don't we? So I'm like, right, fellas, come on. I'm going to try and get another one now. There won't be any left. Look, there's people, not many here. And there wasn't. It was like about a dozen people left in this hospitality area. So I um, I got me UEFA contact guy. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As when you walk cars come back, he went, yeah, there's two. And that's it. There'll be no more. Right, lads, there's two more cars coming back. And that's it. No more. And I can't get a taxi, so... Oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Right, Glenn, last car's here. Right, boys, come on. I've just got one in. Just leave it. It's free. Car goes. Well, it was before mobile phones then, really. I didn't have a mobile phone just to try and find a taxi or whatever, you know. Ah, oh, we'll walk home. Now, bear in mind they'd been out shopping in the afternoon and bought new shoes from the Armani store. So, we start walking home. I don't even know which direction home is. We just start walking. Then we come across a motorway and we've got to bypass this motorway somehow. And I'm just saying, well, the centre of Rome is over there somewhere. So we just need two hours of walking. You're suited and booted as well? Yeah, suited, booted, fully Armani'd up. Um, blisters are starting up here on the back of the lad's legs, the lad's feet, new shoes. Seven million football, seven uh, million pound football. I'm thinking, oh, fucking Fergie's going to kill me for doing this. Got Paul Stretford there encouraging him. So we're walking, walking. It's about two in the morning now. I see this little trattoria, this little cafe on the corner, lights on. A couple of people sat outside, people sat inside. So I said, who wants a coffee? Yeah, yeah, need a coffee. So they sat on the table outside. I go in. Uh, five five coffees, please. 
brings the five coffees out. It was the owner brings them out. He looks, he goes, Glenn Joyce, no, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Giggs, Andy Cole, Manchester United. Yeah. Oh, Manchester United. So starts hugging them. So I'm trying to tell him we've broken Italian. We need to get to our hotel. I've got the little card there. Sure. I said, need to get a taxi? Oh, no taxi, no, no. One moment. Goes inside, comes back out. He says, my son, take you home. So five minutes later, Stretz is sat in the front. I'm sat in the back with Giggsy Coley, with Dave Gardner across our laps in a Fiat 500. <laughs> Italian style. Italian style. <laughs> Got back to the hotel in one piece, thankfully. Um, so I said, right, I've got some booze in my room. Should have a nightcap? Yeah, too bad, yeah. So three of us are sat there on the balcony. Dave had gone to bed. Dave was a, a girl. Um, we sat on the balcony. Giggsy goes, what's that light down there? Coley goes, what, the swimming pool? He goes, no, no, a bit further up. That really bright light. And I looked at him and went, oh, shit, I said... That's the sun coming up, boys. Holland. <laughs> announcing his Nike deal. And they did it down in London, Oxford Street, yeah. That was nowhere near as big as what Giggs created and Andy Cole. Took Andy Cole out to Asia. We ended up in the back of a police car driving on the pavement to get to this shopping centre where he was appearing because that many people had turned out in the city to, to see him. Um... But, uh, yeah, so Giggsy and I, we'd, we'd got flown out of London and then um, did this personal appearance in the shop, blah, 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 flying back. So we get to Heathrow. What is it, half an hour flight back to Manchester? We're on the R5, so airport's busy, lounge's busy. Um, flight BA something something, uh, 5.35, has been overbooked. If any passengers would like to give their seat up, uh, please see... Uh, a BA member of staff and compensation could be agreed. So I said to Giggsy, how desperate do you get back? I'm not doing that tonight. I just might get some cash here. <clears throat> he says, uh, yeah, go on then. So I go over to this last. I said, what's, um, what's the crack with the compensation? I said, me and Mr. Giggs will willingly give our seat up. She went, um, £150 cash. I said, right, we'll take it. We're on the next flight, 45 minutes later. So she goes away, comes back. There's Mr. Giggs' 150 quid. There's your, your 150 quid, and there's your new flight tickets for next. So I go back to him, I said, here, 150 quid for you there. Well, I can't take that. So why? Well, we both pay for the tickets. I said, we're still using the flights. Oh, yeah. I said, so you can have that. It's like a kid in a sweet shop. Like he'd won the lottery. You had a little player there, Sean Teal. He caused you problems, didn't he? He was a big lad. Big Sean Teal. Big as calves. You think, you think Jack Grealish's calves are big? Sean Teal's make his look like grapes. Phones him up. Glenn, got a problem? What's your problem, Jim? Sean Teal's calves. 
I said, that's not my problem, Jim. You need to see Jim Walker, the physio. No, he can't do anything about the socks. I went, what's wrong with the bloody socks? You won't go over his calves. <laughs> I said, like, what? <laughs> I said, right, I'll be down tomorrow. So I go down, and Sean was one of my players who wore the boots. I walked in, he went, he was laughing his head off. He said, God, I can't get above my calves. I went, what? He said, look. I said, where'd you get your calves from? He said, I've always had them. They were honestly like coconuts. I said, right, um, you have to leave it with me. I said, Jim, when's your first pre-season friendly? He said, 10 days time. I said, right, okay. I go back to the office, speak to the Powell director. Got this problem, right. Took a measurement of Sean Teal's calves. I get on it. So anyway, we speak to our manufacturer in Portugal who did actually manufacture a sock for Roberto Carlos years previous. And they made this with an expandable calf bit on the back. So we had socks specially made for Sean Teal's calves. Back in the day. Yeah. You had a good one on Ryan Giggs, Cantina. Ah, oh, yeah. And put his... Uh... But he's a board was. Yeah, we'll yeah. another personal appearance. Pick him up in me um me Reebok Red Ford Escort. Um and we're going into Manchester to do it. He said, Can we just pop um just divert on the way there? I see it drop something off for Eric. I said, Yeah, yeah. So pull off this road, down this other road, turn right. Typical, unassuming council estate in Manchester. So we pull up outside this house, no curtains up, a couple of kids' bikes on the front lawn, which was threadbare. And I said, Who are you dropping it off for? He said, Eric, what, Cantona? He went, Yeah. Well, he lives here. Yeah. So I go out, he gets out. Gets his couple of packs or whatever it was, goes out, knocks on the front door. Eric comes to the front door in his dressing gown, gigs the hands in, I don't know, some training kit or whatever it was over. Eric looks over and goes, To me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Gigs, he gets back in the car. <laughs> Not like yard house, is it? <laughs> gigs had electric gates and all yeah. sorts. And that was just unassuming and just, just fitted in. Just no airs and graces. No. That was Eric for you. Wow. Yeah. The king. The king. Yeah, another king. Not in a, not in a palace, though. No. No, not a palace, he wasn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he's. Um, Baggio. Didn't work with Baggio. You didn't? No. I was on a, <clears throat> a research mission. Um, because I was responsible for writing the brief for the training collection. So we bring the, tra the generic training collection out, and that generic training collection would then become Bolton Wanderers training kit in a different colour, and Crew's training kit in a different colour, etc. And when I'd written the brief, I'd put it that we need to really get into looking at how other countries do it and other clubs do it and this sort of thing. Apparel director, um, Tony Searles, fully behind it. Great idea, Glenn. Let's go and have a look at, you know, where do you think? I said, Italy. Italians are the most stylish people in the world, you know. Um, so I would arrange with the Reebok Italy um, 
I had a guy over there, another contact, consultant, uh, Piero. Looked like Des O'Connor. Um, and he dealt with our players. So I dealt with him with Batistuta, etc. So I'd phoned him and said, have you got any contacts anywhere? No problem, Glenn. I can get you into Parma. I can get you into the Milanello. You see Milan's training ground. You can watch them train. You can have a look at the kit, go in the kit room, this sort of thing. So that's what we did. Went to uh, Parma and AC Milan. So we got to AC Milan's training ground. Autumnal morning. Foggy. Just quiet as well. And the players are out on the training pitches. And I can see Arigo Saki, the manager at the time. You can see um, Boban, etc. All the AC Milan players training away. And just in the distance, there was a, a lone figure just jogging around the pitch. Round and round and round the pitch he went in the mist. And I said to Tony, I said, it's Baggio. He said, what? I said, it's Baggio. I said, he's not in the team, he's not in the squad. He's falling out with Sachi. He said, no. Anyway, five minutes later, he's finished jogging around this pitch, he's had enough. Comes back, walks past us. Buongiorno, buongiorno. Walks in, goes and gets changed. Roberto Baggio. Just yeah. casually jogging past you. Just running around this pitch, yeah. I'm going to train. I'll train on my own. I'll run around this pitch and then go on. We had a podcast with a certain John McGinley and there's a great story in Pakistan. But I believe there's a lot of details missing with whips, sticks, dogs and a gun. Can I just say before he starts, right, <laughs> what worries me is that <laughs> in our podcast when I did mention Pakistan, he says... You didn't do the story justice. It was worse than that. That's what worries me. <laughs> and, and just for content, and that's how Glenn and John have got back in contact because yeah, sort of a friend of a friend said, hey, yeah. they're talking about you on this podcast. Yeah. Um, my son, Matthew, his mate had messaged him and said, Job McGinley's talking about your dad 26 minutes, 20 seconds in on this thing. And he sent me on WhatsApp. I'm looking, what? What's he talking about before? I've got to listen to this. Have a look. And as soon as he started the story, I started laughing. And then Belly laughed at the great... You were there, so you, you had the chance, didn't the, you? The great bits. There's a few things that were missed out with the story, right? So we were there. Be, you want to put it right, to be fair. We, we, we're there. And um, it's an Islamic country. Can't get a beer. And the hotel we're in... We possibly could have actually, because it. We, we, no, we signed a form. No, we signed a form as alcoholics. Yeah, that's right. We were declared alcoholics. That's what you got to sign in Pakistan to be able to get a drink. Stop. So back in the day, then for going into Pakistan, if you want an alcoholic drink, yeah, you have to sign a form that you are De a registered alcoholic, declaring that you're an alcoholic. Please tell me, you two signed this form. We yes. signed it. Yeah. Absolutely, get it. <laughs> we did. And I signed this for him, and he signed mine for me as well. <laughs> We signed it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we declared alcoholics in, in, in Pakistan. Um, Missed that one out, John. That's one. Yep. Yeah, this... Um, so, your room. So, this is obviously a superstar. I'm just the minion. He's got the presidential suite. I've got the broom cupboard around the... Down, it wasn't a broom cupboard. Down below. You know. <laughs> the Islamabad Marius. So... About three years later, 
Um, in my house, watching telly, having my tea, watching the news. And John's room is on fire. <laughs> and on the ground floor now. And because someone blew it, the terrorists blew it up. That was John's room. Yeah. The one bang in the middle at the front. Um, so if you look back on that, if you Google that, Zambad Marriott Hotel, yeah, thankfully you weren't in it. <laughs> Very thankful I wasn't in it, yeah. You've actually got one in him, though, haven't you? The dog. <sighs> Doing like a kipper, haven't you? Well, cut a long story short, I mean, the flight was delayed, wasn't it, for two, for two days. And so we had two days to kill as such. And we went for a walk and there was dogs everywhere, wasn't there? Yeah, and <laughs> rabid ones. And it got dark very quickly. And there was no phones or anything like that. So we had been drawing a map, hadn't we? Yeah. Because we were looking for the British Embassy. For? Drink. A beer. A beer. Yeah, you got yeah. a beer. So, and all the staff from the aeroplane, the, the British Airways staff and everyone else were, were there and everyone else. So we got invited down. We got drawn this hand-drawn map of how to get to this embassy. So, as you can imagine, we're walking along these back streets and everything else, and, and it was getting dark very quickly, but there were dogs everywhere. Oh, it was right? horrible. And he, Glenn turned around to me and he said, you know what, These there's a few fierce-looking dogs about here, and there's bits and pieces. And I was like, look, see if one goes for you. Stand your ground, stare it in the eyes, right? It'll run up to you, but it'll stop when you see that you're, you're getting eye contact, you're not flinching. And so he's, and then it'll just go away. And he went, aye, good one, I know that, good one. I swear to God, it was as if it was planned. A few minutes later, what was it like? The big Doberman thing. Doberman. I glanced at the corner of my eye and I thought, it's coming over here, that dog. Doberman. <coughs> Excuse me. So he starts to approach me. So I've, I've done, as my wingman says, I've turned, I'm stood there looking at this dog, staring at it like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> And I went, it's still, it's still coming towards me. I went, John, it's not stopping. John? John? Wingman's left me. <laughs> Did I run it? Wingman's jumping over a gate <laughs> at the bottom of this road. And I'm stood there now thinking, that dog's faster than me. I'm not going to make that. Anyway, something happens and the dog just turned around and ran up the other way. So I've turned and I've bolted down there. I'm over that gate. And I've gone, cheers, wingman. Thanks for that. He well, said, he, his pants for he says, oh. you didn't honestly think that was going to work, <laughs> did you? <laughs> I just made it up on the spot. But this thing was snarling and everyone wanted it. This big Doberman, it was snarling and horrible. going from and it was like, well, I was, I was off. Well, how we got there to that gated area I said the concierge, I said, um, we need to go to the British Embassy. Can you, how do we get this? I'll get you a taxi. He said, you'll be safe. So, right, okay, so we get in, um, get in this taxi. Ta taxi guy, um, British Embassy? Ah, yes, yes. I take you, see Islamabad, lights, beautiful city. And I said, no, just British Embassy, be fine. I thought he was going to murder us. Another one, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. So, I said, how much? 12 million rupee. For God's sake, how many, how much is that? 12 million, eight pence, right? So, yeah, yeah, go on then. 
So he takes us up this pass. We're getting higher and higher, higher up. I said, it. Wingman, he said, well, I said, we're going to get murdered. He said, what? I said, the killers. Right. No, he's not. I said, he's got a stick in the front. So the passenger footwell is a big stick. I said, he's going to stop here. He's going to get out and he's going to smack the shit out of us. No, he's not. Anyway, next thing, car stops. And he went, fucking hell, you could be right, you know. I said, don't get out of the car. No, you, you told me not to get out of the car. I said, yeah, I told you not to fucking eat cream as well. That's, that's later on in the story. <laughs> and he goes, uh, so out the, out the shadows comes this guy with a machine gun. I thought, not another gun. I had enough of these. Anyway, comes to the window. Taxi driver, we hands the window down. Bit of conversation between both shouting at each other. Next thing, soldier puts his gun at the side of the car, starts hitting this bloke through the window with a stick. So, taxi driver's trying to defend himself, then gets his stick and starts hitting the soldier out the window with his stick. <laughs> and we're in the back and said, John, we're going to die, we're going to die. Anyway, it suddenly stops. And then there's a bit of shouting at each other. Shook hands, soldier gets his gun and goes, go. Window goes up, off we go. Everything's rosy. Everything, everything's rosy. Get to the top of this hill. There's the lights of Islamabad. Look beautiful, yeah. Back down the hill, British Embassy. Dog story. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.